electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with David Faber of the New York Stock Exchange. Jim Cramer is in Miami. January jobs are a blockbuster, 517,000, more than double the estimate. Unemployment down to 3-4, the lowest in 50 years. Wage growth, though, is in line, and participation improves. You got yields up, but the two years still below four and a quarter. Our roadmap is going to begin with that stunning jobs number, blowing past expectations, the strongest gain since July. Plus, we have a big tech triple header, Apple's steepest sales decline in more than six years. Amazon's first unprofitable year since 2014 and Alphabet facing increased pressures in the advertising market. And Ford's CEO, he's vowing to transform the company, the automaker delivering a wide earnings miss. It was hurt by ongoing cost and supply chain issues. Let's begin with that much stronger than expected January jobs number, Jim. What a combination of a huge headline number, but a lot of the internals that we would ordinarily worry about in that situation aren't exactly happening. No, I mean... Is this a great country or what? I mean, we just create <laughs> jobs like no other in the world. And you're not making that much more. You expect a lot of upward wage pr- pressure. Now, of course, we know that Powell said earlier this week he actually wants disinflation everywhere. And we're not getting that disinflation. But we all marvel, I think, and we have to sit back or take a moment, take a breath and say, this country is a job engine, even if you try to stop it. David? I have to tell you, I'm not calling this a nightmare for Jay Powell. I'm saying he's got one thing under control, which is that wages aren't going up. But you know he likes disinflation. Until we get that, we are not going to see uh, stabilization in short rates. They're going to keep going higher. They're going to keep going higher to what extent? So the idea that there might be a pause or there might be, in fact, cuts that come towards the end of the year. How does this jobs number... This blowout number that was so far above expectations, uh, no one was even close to guessing it. How does it impact the Fed? Well, I think the one person was right. Jay Powell, a lot of people felt, was off the reservation when he said we may have to do a couple of, of increases. Uh, so many people doubted him. The other day I called the people who said it was going to rate, cut rates a bunch of clowns. And it's, you know, send in the clowns. Give me Sondheim. It's like the Sondheim bulletin here. I believe that the people who thought that are so wrong because the job growth here is stunning. But remember, he needs to see wages go down a bit. And Carl, I think that when he sees that, that's when he's going to stop. Now, people could say, well, when is that? And I'm going to say when he sees wages go down because he's been making it very clear. He is not going to take any chances and try to anticipate that. And so, Carl, we know a lot of people were thinking that maybe we're going to have a hard landing. Well, those people right now, they, they got to work from home. I mean, like forever. <laughs> well, a- average hourly earnings on year on year, uh, we're now at 4.4. Uh, prior month was 4.6. So what number do you think uh, on that front is going to be palatable to the Fed? Plus two. Plus it's two. It's got to be plus two. So, yeah. Yeah. And then when he gets it. 
uh, look, that's when you have to you, – we as stock people have to anticipate it, but he is going to wait till he sees it. That's why he keeps saying higher for longer. I have to tell you, I think that Jay Powell is a man of truth, and the people who try to second-guess him are people of fiction. I like fact, Jay Powell's fact, we don't have wage cuts. When we get them, we are going to not have to tighten anymore. David, why is it so hard to listen to him and reach that conclusion? Why do we have to second-guess Jay Powell after he's been so right? Why don't we actually give him credit? Well, because he's been wrong, too. You know, everybody remembers transitory. Everybody remembers them being too late to hit the brakes. And so that's why I think to a certain extent. lost some games. Come on. I get it. I get it. And uh, right now, he seems to be engineering, at least many believe, a soft landing. Not to mention, I mean, a jobs market that is truly uh, like one we haven't seen in a very long period of time, uh, Jim, at least for this part in the the cycle. Um, All right, let's move to the market, though, because, you know, yesterday that move was also something we don't typically see. Parabolic move in the Nasdaq. I mean, some of these heavily shorted names, Jim, just crushing people Um, at the same time, obviously, many benefiting from the broader uh, advance in the markets. What do you think of the setup today? Was yesterday overdone? Obviously, we're going to talk about Apple, Amazon and and Alphabet in a moment in terms of the impact they're going to have. But let's let's aside that jobs number, what we've seen and coming off yesterday, what makes sense to you? I think every penny of what we've seen since Meta has to be given up. Now, there are a lot of people who actually, even though these quarters were all disappointing, raising price targets. So it's going to be a gentle decline. It won't be fierce. But I think that anything that's happened since uh, since Monday even needs to be uh, with these companies that were growth stock, former growth stocks. They have to give up their meta gains. And Meta deserves it, but those others don't because they didn't. They talked a good game about efficiency and discipline, but they didn't show that. I mean, Apple maybe didn't have to, but uh, they talked about cost cuts, but about trying to keep costs down. But David, we, what we have here are three companies. Had they reported before Meta, they would have just gone down. Period, and be right. a lot lower. Yeah, uh, Carl. You know, Goldman Sachs's high conviction short basket was up six percent yesterday (laughs) one day so don't there's a lot of you know obviously a benefit to watching the market take off like that but there are a lot of people positioned not for that and there's a lot of pain out there to jim's point though we'll see we may not even retrace the the the, any a lot of the gains made from yesterday given these numbers yep uh the ndx uh 20 percent off the uh december low uh the five-day outperformance jim of the ndx versus the s&p only five times in the last 20 years have we seen a week like this where we've got such a return to growth in tech. Well, I think that it's going to be wheat from chaff. I think the companies that went up on short sell, and here I'm speaking about an upstart or a Carvana, those kinds of companies, I think they'll give up a lot of their gains. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond will give back You see Coinbase, gains. Jim? But have you seen Coinbase? Coinbase. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, oh, I know. it's a short squeeze, David. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Come on. It's just ridiculous. And the whole manipulation up of Bitcoin is, is Sam Bankman Fried manipulated from his home? I mean, come on. This is crazy. But before we get Coinbase is ridiculous. Can we, before we get to what, anything about this, David, is it cold there on the floor of the stock exchange? Uh, no. But no. Is this no, a sweater thing? But uh, uh, um, it was cold what's out. I didn't want to wear. I, I discussed this with our executive producer, Todd. I didn't want to wear an undershirt. And you wear an undershirt. You look like you're going to afterwards go repair something. 
I, I, I didn't I want to do I got, that. I was, you wear an undershirt <laughs> so that you don't yeah. pilt. So I, I had one on. I took it off. I was like, oh, I'll go for the layered look. and Because it, it's cold out, Jim. Okay. You know, you may be in Miami, well, it's but it's, Amazon, it's 20 going down, to, me, going down it, to single digits. It's it's Amazon, it's Alphabet, it's Apple, and it's your sweater. The big four. <laughs> big four. Let's get to the first three. Well, actually, you know, to your point, David, um, I don't know if you saw yesterday, the percentage of retail trading orders as a percentage of volume are now back above the meme mania. Wow. Uh, which... It's, it's a, and, that's and that an amazing goes to step. some of these moves, whether it's, you know, Meta or Peloton or Carvana or Coin or Wayfair or DoorDash or Tesla. No, Peloton's or Nvidia or real. Take I back knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. You okay. don't code me like this. I'm in Miami. It is like 77 <laughs> and beautiful. What is it? Like minus three there? Pellet, Barry uh, yeah. McCarthy was actually on our air, David. Uh, you may have been like I'm taking a smoke I'm aware that you break. interviewed Barry McCarthy the other day at like 1030. I know. I know. What you, a get. I, I, I was listening we to every word of it. to the business. Yeah, it was a get. It was quite the a get. The stock made it a little, right. but please don't put we, that company. I won't. Which is I won't. really we got to get to. We got to get to the big three now and see how they're doing. So, okay, let's do it. Yeah, which, I mean, you've kind of touched on Apple, Jim, uh, but um, there is this feeling uh, or this sentiment that you spoke to Tim Cook, I think, about uh, operating and gross margins maybe getting better after some of this squeeze. Right. Well, I think that, that, yes, I'm still owning it, don't trade it. I think this company was uniquely uh, poorly positioned versus what happened in China. You couldn't predict it. And, they, you know, Tim is talking about macro problems, which obviously means the phones, I think you could say, are a little expensive or people feeling a little, uh, a little bummed out. But I think if he had had all of the phones that he needed, we would not be talking about this shortage. OK, we wouldn't be focused on it. Uh, we would not own the shortfall. We'd be saying, OK, if they had all their phones, then maybe there's a little macro problem. But I, I but unfortunately, the, there was a strong dollar problem. But the weakness in the U.S. did strike me as quizzical. But then when I heard that they didn't have the high end phones and that's what we like in America, I said, OK, I can deal with it. Not great. Not great. Not what I wanted. I don't think it's what they wanted because they want to be a big growth company. But two billion people have phones. And they're going to take subscriptions, and those people are worth a great deal of money. That was the real takeaway for me, David. When you sell two, when you have two billion, I should say, installed base of people. Installed base, yep. That is. Yep. A, remember, uh, Zuckerberg the other day. I should, you know, normally I would be condescending and say your friend Zuckerberg had 3.7 billion people. That's like half the Earth, right? So that 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 could be your goal if you're Tim Cook, and I think he's going to he's going to do it. Yeah. Well, to your point, services revenue continues to, to move up uh, in a it significant was fabulous way. Number. I mean, what was it? Twenty point eight bill. I, you know, the number alone, That's- just the quarterly number there. I mean, sometimes you, I, I always say this to our viewers, step back and just consider the size of these companies because we've never seen anything like it, even a, even in a quarter that's that's not their biggest quarter. The, the services number. Look at that. I mean, that would be what a top 20 company. In terms of revenues, has to be, right? Bigger. Close to $100 billion a year. Well, you'd have to look Fortune 500. I'm, I'm stepping back here. Uh, but I will tell you this, David, that fin, the fin part, the financial part, was really important for that service number. And that's something yeah. that they didn't talk about. I mean, talk, Tim talked about it with me. But that's a surprising number. I think that when you look at Apple's penetration when it comes to the wallet, it's shocking. And I think that we ought to take, you take solace if you own Apple on that, because that's the biggest growth line there is. 
Yeah, I mean, the street's You're not freaking bank. out by any means, This is Jim. your bank. Uh, it's going to basically this give back bank. yesterday. Today, Deutsche Bank reiterates buy. Wembush actually raises their target on Apple today by five Can bucks. you believe those lackeys? I mean, ill-advised. They all, uh, every, the number of price, uh, price target gains was extraordinary. But then, I mean, we could go to Amazon and there were a huge amount. And people actually raised, some people raised the price target of Alphabet, which I think is uh, maybe they know something that the Justice Department doesn't. I don't know. You know, on Alphabet, which is worth spending some time there, I, I do run into people who really question their ability to, con- you know, it's just not in their DNA to cut costs in a very effective manner. We know that they've recently engaged in some cost cutting, but this is a company that's always been built for growth. And by the way, it didn't grow year over year, right? I mean, the advertising side, uh, obviously very rare year over year decline. Um, they do wonder, Jim, as well about the disruption that will be brought by AI. Now, on the call, Sundar Pichai talked about AI. We know they have a very strong product there. We're going to start to see a lot more of it. But even if they were to be better than ChatGPT, for example, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be increased cost and potentially at some point sort of dislodge the typical search function in some way. And I, I am picking up some questions at least about that. So even if they're better in AI, their costs may be higher. Curious to get your thoughts on the quarter and sort of on, on, on that side of things in particular. I didn't like it. It was revealed as an advertising company. I thought when they talked about AI, it was kind of like, but how about the play, Mrs. Lincoln? I'm talking about the numbers. I really didn't like anything that I saw here other than they may use AI to help advertisers. Yes, Assistant Attorney General, General Cater, help advertisers. I mean, I just thought this call was a total dodge. And the other bets, I'm tired of the other bets. If I want to make another bet, I'll put it on the Chiefs. I mean, this thing was amazing. It's a broken model. It was a ball-confusing quarter. And I really am worried about the Justice Department. And I just think that this was the true disappointment of the evening. True disappointment. Interesting. Advertising model. I don't like it. It's very weak advertising. You know, Amazon subscription, Apple subscription, they're growing. And these guys, like, they're talking about YouTube, I don't know, cloud. Ah, oh, David, it was just not good. That's uh, interesting. You know, uh, yeah, there uh, seems to be a real split between the direct ad market and programmatic uh, these days. And by the way, Meta gets downgraded, Jim, because in HSBC's view, uh, the company and mo- all of its profits are a function not just of GDP, but the migration of advertising. And that's why they go to reduce 110. Well, I think that's just wrong. Uh, I think that one of the things that Zuckerberg talked about is that they actually have growth again. You don't you don't go against them when they finally have some growth. I mean, that quarter was devoted to how they're going to be able to make, even though losing money reels, maybe next year they're going to make it. Uh, it was about Instagram doing very well. It was not about the metaverse. And it's you don't have to bet against advertising if you have other things. Google really, you know, they're trying to make that they have like a fee structure and, su- and subscription. But Amazon Web, Serv- Amazon Web Services wasn't good, but Amazon Ads was good. And I thought that Meta well, is going to have good ads. You have to bet on the companies ahead of time. They're, so, yeah, companies so should, in other words, maybe it went up a little bit more because of the short squeeze. It, it does sound, though, Jim, like you like Meta's other bets but not Alphabet's other bets. It really sounds like your, your Alphabet thesis comes down to regulation. Well, yeah, my Chapel Trust owns it, and I, I think I have to get out of it. Uh, I think it's too risky. Uh, I think that when I heard AI, I honestly thought, okay, if it's like the Justice Department's brief against them, they're just going to use AI against, against their advertisers. I know that's – or the publishers. That is a brutal view, but I'm saying if you are the Assistant Attorney General, I am not – 
and they are not. Of course, they're on the other side. But that scared me because I said, oh, they found out a new way to do Project uh, Perot, Project Bernanke. These are the ones that were talked about a lot because they were the, the ones where they fooled advertisers and publishers. And I figured maybe they have a new project. David, what's the new project? What are they going to call it? I'm not sure. But I think we do have to. AI is coming alive, as we all know. It's not just chat GPT. We'll it is going to be an alphabet. Right. No. And by the way, Jim, that's what everybody's doing. I mean, there's a reason NVIDIA and AMD go up every day, right? And it's not necessarily because of the strength of their current earnings. It's because of the belief well, that a- those high-end a- GPU chips that you talk about all the time are going to fuel this, this new move in AI that's taking place. Um, right. But remember, AMD so, does yeah, not have I mean, just Jensen Wong. That's, that's what's been going on. AMD doesn't ha- is not a is not a beneficiary of the growth of AI. They don't have it yet. No, they don't have it. It's all written on NVIDIA. I mean, NVIDIA is the artificial intelligence platform. They will get there. But right now, all the big guys are writing on NVIDIA because it's just it, it, it's so fast and clean and smooth. Let's quickly get to Amazon before we wrap this up. I mean, the margin of growth expectations were. We're down. Oh, we're already playing the music. Now let's quickly. But retail in the U.S. was actually pro- oh, you know stop good. Playing the music. Yeah, retail okay. in the U.S. Uh, was good. I think, um, and you know, international they continue to lose a lot of money. They wouldn't really go into it on the call. They were asked about it. Kind of interesting, but it's a company, guys. It's doubled its revenue base from 2019 and shown no operating leverage so far. Profits haven't moved at all. Okay. Okay. I think that they, that is exactly what they are struggling with. If they were in the room, they would say, you know, that guy Faber, we should hire him. That's what they're worried about. But the, because they're worried about it, at least they're going to take action eventually. I think they're handling an uncertain economy. Okay. They still have to make more cost cuts. Uh, but they also, I mean, look, I don't like where they are, but I'm bullish uh, on their business long term. Uh, I like advertising, which is fantastic. Stores are, they got to make stores better. They got to make stores so they're like yeah, what Walmart has. Well, AWS, grocery, AWS only 20% growth, Jim. Is that, you know, that going to go back up? It's not Is that the profit engine of the company? It's not great. I'm not saying it's great. Uh, I, oh, I'm yeah. just saying it's not terrible. I think, from, I from think Alphabet's to 20 legitimately in a, terrible. In a couple of quarters. Yeah. You know who's uh, better than Alphabet? Clorox. Clorox did have a nice guide. We'll get to that. We'll get to Ford this morning. Of course, Farley making some pretty interesting comments about cost structure. We'll get to some Tesla news. Obviously, Nordstrom, Qualcomm, Starbucks, and this jobs number, 517,000 jobs in January. Future's a bit red. We're back in a moment. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. 
Ford is down sharply in the pre-market, uh, down 8%. Company did miss on the bottom line, although revenues beat. This is what Jim Farley told our Phil Lebeau about what went wrong in the quarter. We lost about 100,000 units of production, <laughs> and that's very material for us. Came in late in the quarter. Uh, most of his chips, but some new supply issues. Now, you could say, hey, that's just kind of bad luck for Ford. That's not how we see it. Um, we could manage our supply chain all sorts of different ways. We were very dependent on broker chips, things like that. Uh, Jim, they do see uh, car prices down five uh, this year as rebates uh, go on the rise. Deutsche cuts to sell today. Uh, when you talk to Farley, he's like no other CEO. Now, obviously, you don't want to do what he did, but he totally blames himself. He said, look, I screwed up. I didn't do a good job. I am going to do a better job. Uh, you got to bet with me. Now, the analysts are saying, listen, they can't handle the transition, ICE, EV. Obviously, Mary Barr has done it much better, much better. But I, I like the fact that he said, look, I own it. I didn't do it. Next quarter, I am going to do it. But you're going to have to hold his feet to the fire because if he does not do it next quarter, then I know I'm going to, I, I have to sell it for my travel trust most certainly. Wow. I mean, you've been a big supporter all along the way, Jim. Uh, you know, this this Deutsche Bank got to do it that Carl Carl just noted a downgrade to sell. Always worth mentioning because you don't see sales too often. They're just questioning his ability to get that two and a half billion plus in cost improvements related to what the bill of materials. They say they struggle to wrap their heads around such a considerable expected reduction in materials costs. And Ford didn't provide any color or tangible restructuring program that would generate such savings so rapidly. Farley will tell you it's going to be this quarter or else. He's going to do it this quarter. I'm betting with Farley because he does design the most unbelievable cars and trucks. They're fantastic. The, the Mach-E, uh, the Bronco. I mean, these are, these are on him, too. So let's give him that. But he has said, listen, put me to the test. Hold my feet to the fire. It's this quarter. So let's see. I don't want to bet against a guy who's laying on the line and saying this is the quarter. Because if it isn't the quarter, then it's pretty clear what you have to do, which is sell the stock. Meantime, Jim, Piper's got this incredible uh, radar of wait time for the Model Y. And they argue that uh, wait time spiked right after Tesla cut their prices. They believe that others are going to bear the brunt of that move by Elon Musk. That was an amazing piece. And I could not believe a small cut in the, in, in, in the sticker price. And voluminous orders. Look, I mean, I know that Jim Farley hates to ever don't even get him started with Musk in the competition. He knows he's going for personal best. But Musk is the winner no matter what. I mean, no one. And when you go through the earnings this week, you still come back to how that man has done great things. That stock, I think, is too low. Uh, I do think that you think Tesla's I, I, too Jassy low. has to Wait, take did it. I just see you say te- you <laughs> yeah. think Tesla's too low? It's doubled in 90 days. Okay. Just well, make sure it I shouldn't have right. gone down as much as it did. It shouldn't have gone down as much as it did. Um, don't make me. I mean, it was thousands of dollars sake. off the sticker price, Jim. It wasn't a small cut. Many thousands of dollars. Right, but I'm. Was, but I, I'm saying that that's remarkable. I mean, it kind of like you know, we're not going to see a Super Bowl out for for uh, Tesla. No, look, I think that that stock. We should show a longer term uh, chart because yeah, a lot of stocks made radical moves. Uh, but most of them were junk. And this one's a real company. And I'm just, see, now look at, ooh, not a great chart, David. I know you're a chartist. But you could yes, argue, David, that that is a head and shoulders, but I'm going to dispute you. I think long term okay. that chart's okay. 
I didn't right. expect that well, we're get... I thought we maybe have a five year. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell on this very busy Friday. Still a bunch it, of names. It's chilly we've not here. Could you to. get me a I gotta get my scarf? I'm uh, ha, ha. <laughs> you just want your sweater. Yeah. Take up one final look at futures with the opening bell in five minutes. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Uh, let's get to a uh, let's get to a mad dash. Of course, counting down an opening bell two minutes from now. What do you what, what do you what do you got on there? I want to match you. Can I match you? Okay. Yeah, Let's you can match me. You're, but you're sporting I don't it like. Uh... Block the mic. <laughs> Listen, okay. you're where you let's belong. Let's go to work, David. Uh... Given your cohort, right, your demographic cohort, think... you're in the proper geographic location right now. And okay. you know okay. we're up here. Okay, David. Let's talk Starbucks. Let's talk Starbucks. If you could get yours off as fast as I did, it Starbucks is the one of these. So this is this is the so-called disappointment. Because they had real problems with COVID in China, but the rest of the world was fantastic. America was great. Europe, I think, is making a very serious comeback. The home of coffee, by the way, David. And I think that China will come back very strong. Even the last month was very strong. So those who are selling this one, I think that this is the one where you have to say, could you please cut them some slack? Obviously, you know, they have, this, this is an incredible market for them. They're going to keep building. They're putting up one every nine hours. Let's give them let's give them a break here. Cut them some slack, David. Okay. All right. Well, the market may be willing to do that. New CEO takes over when? A month from now or so, right? Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of all systems go here. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's all systems go here. I really, really like this this stock. And I thought the pop score was terrific. Howard's last one. Uh, And I, I think you have to buy it down here. The weakness is to be bought, not sold. Let's get the opening bell with the CBC real-time exchange. At the big board, it's the American Heart Association. You'll see Star Jones and Susan Lucci on the balcony today. At the NASDAQ, uh, cloud company OpenText ringing the bell remotely from the National Arts Center in Ottawa, Canada. As we watch uh, Brett fill in fairly red, back to 41.28. Jim, my favorite Starbucks metrics are eight of the... Highest 10 sales days ever uh, happened in the quarter. Uh, gift cards, <laughs> gift cards um, sold 3.3 billion is more than the the, re- the next four gift card brands combined, all in Starbucks. Oh, and I know, and they have 30 million people. They didn't really have a great affinity program. Let's give uh, uh, Kevin Johnson credit for really uh, getting that going. They've got afternoon day part, which is you know the cold latte. You know, I, I'll go through this, and as soon as I'm done, I'll switch to the cold latte, and that'll be terrific. I, David, this is not because I'm cold. It's just, it's all right. Uh, it was Got a it. good quarter, Carl, and I think that people who are, people have to read the conference call, because if they did, they wouldn't be selling it. They would be thinking, you know what? This is one where I'm getting a unique break to buy it before the, re, the, the resurgence in uh, China. Because, boy, they are really hitting it all cylinders in America and Europe. 
Um, overall market, guys, of course, reversal of yesterday, although not quite as much. Well, you know, yesterday the Nasdaq up well over 3 percent, but we, do, we are down about 2 percent. And the story of the year so far has been weakness, obviously, in uh, many of the strengths from last year, whether it's energy or pharma, Jim, which both have been punished, including yesterday. Seen a little bit of life there. Uh, and then I've mentioned so many of these heavily shorted stocks that just have gone parabolic. Coinbase is now down 10 percent. We talked a bit about that yesterday. Um, but so many of the names that have gone up so much in such a short amount of time. I mean, I look at Paramount and uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, and I wonder whether Arkegos is back. Um, you know, that guy seems ah. to be around, given the moves in some of those stocks. Is Bill Wong, well, I is think he the, back? These I don't the, even know. These are the ones that I don't trust. I don't trust Coinbase yeah. at all. But I do think that you're seeing this reversion to healthcare, which normally makes sense if you saw that we're going to have uh, a hard landing. Uh, the economy's so strong, I don't know why you'd have to rotate to those. But, you know, David, there was one that I know you're close to, Merck, okay? Everyone's saying that Merck was terrible. You know why they're saying it was terrible? Because they saw the stock go down. I mean, it's a great company. And maybe you have to go rotate to some of the pharmaceuticals that they've thrown away. Uh, not because you think that the economy's weakening, but because there's value. These, are the, the, these have become very inexpensive. I right. think, David, Although, that's again, a really important these- point in a market that's got a lot of overvaluation. Sure. Well, where do you see the signs of overvaluation? I mean, to your point, Merck and Pfizer, uh, you know, and many of the other names, uh, Big Pharma, were up nicely last year. They were names to own. They have not been thus far this year. Uh, but where do you see overvaluation when you talk about it? Are you thinking like unprofitable tech, like things in, you know, in the ARC fund that has gone up so much or what else? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the upstarts in the Carvanas. Uh, these are companies that have been really hurt. Uh, there's a nice piece of downgrade today about Upstart saying it's just not the one you can own in in an environment where where rates are going up. But, David, I'm going to give you one that I think is dramatically overvalued, foolishly overvalued, and can be sold. It's a company called Nordstrom. They're doing terribly. You might want to own them for yield, but people want to own them for the Bed Bath & Beyond effect of of Ryan Cohen coming in there. And he really, David, didn't you love this? He wants to get Mark Tritton off the board. Tritton is the man that he thinks destroyed Bed Bath Beyond. Dave, have you ever seen David a vendetta proxy? No, I, I don't know what to make of that guy. I really don't. I don't know him. I haven't really ever had a chance to speak with him at all. You know, if he wants to come on and talk to us, love to do it. But he's active. There's no doubt about that. He still seems to have this following, Jim, whether deserved or not. Obviously, we know what happened in Bed Bath. Well, We've talked about it a lot. He got out. Well, Nobody, you-, you know. Nobody else did. But he left his followers in. The apes didn't know. Um, you, you had to, you know, Jane Goodall was just going nuts, I'm sure, when, that, when he sold all that stuff. Uh, but I, I would say that this is a company that is doing very poorly. Uh, apparently, the Wall Street Journal said he spoke to some members, but David, of the, of the family, but 30% of it's owned by the family. Uh, I think if Tritton were to resign, uh, I think he'd go away and sell his stock right into the, the six points that you just got. Look at that. Yeah. It's unchanged now. Oh, no, that's wrong. Yeah, but no, Mark, that's, he that's, hates that's Mark Tritton. That's a bad print. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, David. He hates Tritton, mm-hmm. so he does a proxy fight to get Tritton off the board because he says that he is uh, basically not to be trusted because at one point he worked there and he has friends. And so why should be he be the head of the compensation committee? Because friends like the Nordstrom brothers. So he, he, he's conflicted. I, Dave, you got to read this because it's just... 
I think a vendetta is not the way to invest, but you get he could sell right now up five and it's not a puppet dump. It's fine. Carl, we're seeing some strange action, but we also have a lot of good companies that are reacting not so badly. And I think that's something. Well, I wonder what you make of Clorox today. Uh, organic up four. Street was looking for flat. Uh, they do raise their guide. They, their view for the year prior was about flat. Now they're going flat to three. Um, I guess I don't know. Is it still a dynamic of taking some price? Yes, but more. You know, there, there was a little bit of trade down, but they they have great brands. Linda Rendell has said she's going to get this thing under control. The raw cost down. They have a lot of raw costs that are actually plastic that are going lower. And I'm really thrilled for her because there are a lot of people who felt that she could not pull this off. And instead, the three out of four of their product lines did very, very well. And I'm not going to just say, David, that it's because of price. That's just that's just too much of a uh, of a slight versus what was a very, very good quarter. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of quarters that got a great response, of course, Meta yesterday was a record setter up over 23 percent. That's kind of a move it's, I think, rarely if ever seen, Carl. In fact, Zuckerberg's right. wealth up 12 billion in a day. That's his biggest one day wealth gain ever. And, and obviously the accretion of market value was over $100 billion. I pointed out because Meta's barely down today. So really oh, not giving back you. any of those gains. And by the way, Apple shares are down 85 cents. I told cents. you, David. I told um, you. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, Alpha, uh, Alphabet and, and Amazon, though, are still down substantially. Again, off of what you, know, you, you, you clearly said were not great quarters, and you seem to have some concerns in particular no. about Alphabet. I mean, I'm not saying uh, Amazon's yeah. done. I'm not saying they're done, but I the, the decline in growth of, of Amazon Web Services, David, is staggering. I'm talking about 25 going to 15 this month. 15% growth. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine when Amy Hood dropped the bomb on the Microsoft quarter about Azure. This is far right. worse. That said, Prime's doing uh, better than I thought. Advertising is very strong. They have to get their costs down. But, you know, in order to be able to have the speed to you, in order to be able to have the customer please, they did spend a lot of money. And they themselves are not sure yet how to unwind all that money that was spent. But I trust them. I think that the, you should hold the company. I don't think you should buy it. Like Starbucks, where I think yep. you should buy it. And Apple, I think, was fine. Uh, a lot of these companies ran up so much because of Zuckerberg, and the Zuckerberg effect. And, you know, that was dumb. I think the fact that Apple's barely down is a sign that the analysts said, you know what, we all knew China was bad. We all knew there were supply problems. So let's just move on. Now, I, I think the 2 billion users is a, is a game is game changer. So I think yeah. Apple probably will be down a little more than it is right now. But I, I thought that Apple was okay. Um, uh, Carl, you know, I, I did pick up as well some some people citing this buy with Prime button with third party uh, third party websites being a real positive for, potentially for Amazon. Obviously, it's early days, but the ability to actually go to a third party website, not on Amazon, but hit a, a buy from Prime, they have to keep their 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 goods warehouse with Amazon. Uh, but it's new for the company to be doing that, uh, and. Uh, there are those who believe there was a lot of growth in that category. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the ad business, too. Uh, still close to, well, 20, 23% growth, uh, down from 30, but still pretty yes. strong. Jim, I wonder whether or not right, you think Carl. the home builders and run is coming to an end. I don't know if you saw mortgage rates 609, uh, down from 708. Um, so down a full point. With that, 3 million more people could qualify for a medium price home. Look, I, I was with Stuart Miller, old friend, last night for dinner. And uh, I think that you have to buy the stock when it comes in because they're so well run and interest rate mortgage rates still aren't that high. And there is still a shortage of, of, of people uh, who are building homes. 
They can't get all the workers they need. They're not enough homes. So, well, look, if Lennar were, it's up on a spike, but I think Lennar's doing incredibly well. It's really an amazing home builder. So I'm now putting these, these stocks in the growth category. So I don't want to, to sell them. Uh, and and I, I just don't, I don't think it's, if I had 11 times earnings, uh, next year's earnings, I think it's too cheap. The other one, Jim, not is ARC. Call. ARC, year to date, yeah. uh, I'm making sure I got this right, 42 uh, versus the S&P 9. Uh, you saw Kathy Wood yesterday on the tape saying that uh, that ARC Innovation Fund is the new NASDAQ. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I was talking to Alexa the other day. And Who? I asked Who are you about talking this. to? She, Alexa. Who? Alexa. Oh, Alexa. Oh, Alexa. Alexa. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right, I, didn't I, I didn't get that answer that she's the Nasdaq. I think I'll trust I trust Alexa over Kathy Wood because Alexa is really smart. By the way, they're trying to figure out whether Alexa should stay as smart. Some people feel it should just be a dumb device. Andy Jassy wants it to be a smart device. I find that when you have questions about, you know, the people who really think that they're Nasdaq, it's appropriate to go to a, a spokesperson for Nasdaq, which is Alexa. Siri profit. Unprofitable Siri, growth. Siri, is Kathy Wood the Nasdaq? Is, is Listen, in, we're going to get this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that. I'll try again. I'll have to try it during your break. I, uh, right. I call that a lack of humility. I think it's a lack of um, humility. I think I, let's put it like it, that. It is also a reflection of what has been working in this market so far this year, which has been unprofitable but uh, high-growing companies. Uh, obviously, let's oh, you not mean lousy companies. Arcs. Lousy Poss- companies. You, could, you say lousy. I say still on the come. Who knows? I say tomato. <laughs> yeah. I know you do. I don't know. You know, Jim, earlier yeah. in the week we talked about what the Mike Wilsons of the world think about uh, this rally. Today it's B of A, Hartnett, who's been net bearish, uh, says you got to fade 4,200 and thinks that the Q1 highs will come by Valentine's Day. I, I don't hear you saying that. Well, no. I mean, I know that, that and I know David is He'll hold me to these uh, like white on rice. But uh, Golden Cross, Bank of America, not a real Golden Cross, J.P. Morgan. So, David, what do you think? Golden Cross or not Golden Cross? Don't both have to be rising? Both averages? No, they oh, both I forgot have you're to the be chartist. rising. And that I'm a is the answer. I, I don't like to talk about no, but that's the, the things I look, that I look at, though, in public. <laughs> Excuse me? I like the transports. Too much. You you know, look, there were way too many stocks of companies that would go under. They should be issuing stuff. Memo to Upstart, issue a massive amount of stock right now. Mem- memo to Carvana, I want to see 100 million shares this moment. Spot secondary. Take advantage of these prices because otherwise it may not come again. David, I saw well, a Carvana way, vending machine yeah. out there. I would whip those I cars know. out and put a Coca-Cola in with the no. Jack Daniels and Coke. Carvana's vending machines Jack empty. No, you're right. Listen, that, that may be correct advice, Jim. And they may, in fact, even be thinking about taking it because why wouldn't you try if you can uh, oh, to sell as much equity as possible Imagine here? I don't know who's taking it. it, but yeah, I know. You implored everybody to sell yeah. equity all along the way. AMC did it. Yeah, they did it. You know, Advantage of, of being right. Yeah, it right. didn't work out I, for I'm the shareholders long term. I'm surprised only down four. No, look, these companies are gone. They're they're going to be existential. Apple's gone green. Jim, Boeing's gone green. That is positive. We haven't mentioned the RBC downgrade today. Yeah. Uh, They did down. They had six Apple 225. Yeah, that was. I didn't understand that downgrade at all. I mean, if you read the downgrade, it's really about supply chain and a cut of 25 max deliveries. Look, you can't. 
there, we had Dave Calhoun with, with Phil LeBeau. It's very clear that you can't, that we're back in that era where you can't get enough planes. People, people still traveling and the airlines all need more planes. And I think that that's not, you know, that makes sense. Apple makes sense because they prepped you over and over again. And my, my call with Tim, Tim Cook, I didn't even bother to ask about that stuff. I mean, yeah, I'm just barely. What I cared about was subscription. What I care about is fintech. What I care about is all the growth things. He was very coy about the, what they were doing with the virtual reality. But it was a good quarter relative to what I, I feared because only U.S. Uh, only U.S. phones was the area I was really disappointed. But the subscription, Carl, the service revenue, this thing is just dynamic. And it's growing. And I asked, I asked him and Luca, Luca Meister, the fabulous CFO, when are you going to start breaking out Brazil, Indonesia? They're going to break out Mexico. They're going to break out India. And it said, not yet. But that's where they're selling their phones. And these are fantastic markets with a lot of people. So you don't have to just sell into China. You can sell Indonesia and Brazil and make a ton of money. And, of course, India, they're opening retail stores. I think that's incredible. David, have you been following the Indian market lately? No, I haven't. I haven't. But, well, uh, but I will. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's subpar, suboptimal market. It? But I think India as a market for phones, is, uh, as retail, is going to be amazing. Carl, this, the, yeah. the future, you like that Tony Saganegi one. And I know, divide by 10, I think at 15, no, maybe it was 40. He said the best, the best of uh, apples behind it. I would argue that the best apples are ahead and that it wouldn't be so uh, ridiculous to think it can't go to all-time highs within the next 18 months. Wow. All right. Well, uh, by the way, you know, the comments you made about Tesla are perhaps being embraced as well, because that stock also is certainly nowhere near all time highs, guys, but is uh, up almost three percent and is now advanced 57 percent this year. Uh, there you see it on well, the right side. Well, it's not a value right. Jim, that's, that's an oh, incredible hey, David, move. I, ask I mean, you know, well, I have for you. a mega David? cap company. Yes. Well, I have you. You see the letter that one of the unhappy shareholders, the 3M, in the FT? Yes, yes. Uh, Roman's guy under pressure now. A, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, underperformance. The stock is, it, you know, it did trade at 166 a year ago. And it actually a year ago, uh, today, it was at 166. And now it's at 117. And the, this uh, shareholder has the guts to be unhappy. Yeah, there are there um, there are not typical shareholders who are being active, more active than they have in the past. Trying to say, Carl, is that we know about activists, but there are a contingent of shareholders who typically are long only, but are there and have decided to speak up more often. Right. I think yeah. as well. These are unhappivists. These They're called yeah. unhappivists, David. Right. Unhappivists. Uh, you know, Carl, hasn't I've seen got to tell you, this market really understands. This, this market, you know, they're going to get rid of the, of the, of the chaff. They're going to keep the wheat. And that's good news. And that, that's how you ultimately get the Golden Cross. We have the people at home. Golden Cross means that the, tech, that the, the, the technicians are saying this market can really take off. I think when you look at a meta, it's much better than expected. Much better than expected. And the fact that it didn't go down today is very important. But when you see a lot of the joke stocks, Carl, joke stocks being the losing money, you know, uh, companies that are just extraordinary to me, like an upstart, what is that doing going up? A bill.com. It's time that we recognize that it's got no clothes or sweaters. <laughs> uh, as we're talking uh, global PMI, you see services uh, with a slight beat there. 
Uh, question though, Jim, if the Bears can't win on a day where there are double misses in Fang, I mean, what does next week look like? Well, I've got to tell you that after yesterday's big gain in, most, in Fang, it really is rather amazing. There's a lot of money, I guess, that wants to come in from the sidelines. A lot of money that was worried about a hard landing is starting to think that that was wrong. Uh, and when I look at, if, if I swear, if Alphabet's up today, I don't know, this thing, kryptonite. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the good companies are going to trade higher. But I do think that uh, it, it's going to get carried away if, if the bad companies come back. So let's just watch it. But I think that if you're short the market, like we had a lot of people come on air and they're like, boy, technology is bad. And I'm not going to mention their names because I am kind of like in the Gandhi phase of my life. But they've been they've caught on our network and scared people out of the, of the stocks that you're posting right now. Uh, scared you out of Apple and Meta. And I want to hear from them. Where are they? Where are those people? All right, Jim, uh, it's a good uh, good way to look at things as we're right around uh, 34K on the Dow, holding 4150. Check bonds, too. We said yields were up on that uh, jobs number, but not a lot. Two-year, 4-2, and the 10-year is uh, still below uh, 3.5. We'll be right back. I right, so look at Jim on his college tour yesterday in Miami. Jim, these pictures are incredible. You must have had a great time. It was a fabulous time, and I've got to tell you, the U is just uh, just fantastic. I had an amazing, uh, just like an energy epiphany. They wanted to be uh, like us. Go to be. They just wanted to talk about business uh, every minute. They love our show. They love this hour. Uh, they just are so primed to do great things. I felt terrific. Crypto at all? Crazy. They want to talk crypto? I mean, that generation. One person be, asked about know. crypto. Yeah. I said it was a rigged market. And then another person said, well, hey, listen, they rigged GameStop. I said, absolutely, they rigged GameStop. But I just I had to talk people uh, out of crypto by just saying, look, it's it's just a manipulated market. Uh, most people still want to own stocks, but there are a lot of crypto maniacs. I know uh, you were asked about China. I imagine uh, Europe and Ukraine, by the way, uh, 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 some of the European indices are going to have record closes today. Um, how, how would you characterize their worry about the rest of the world? This is a uniquely optimistic group. Uh, they didn't really kind of say that things are going to be worse in our future. Uh, I can't speak for everyone, but there was so little cynicism in the room. Uh, just people who feel like, look, we're going to go do great things. And this is a fabulous country. Uh, it was it was amazing to be with people who are just really the picture of hope. It's really terrific. That's amazing. Uh, how about tonight, Jim? OK, so we have Elf. Uh, this and this is a company that is cosmetics. It's on fire uh, beauty. Uh, by the way, great read through that Ulta is still going to go higher. Uh, and I, I just look, I have to tell you, Trang, he's built. If you look at that chart. That chart is maybe one of the single best charts I've ever seen because the performance has been so good. So I love being down here. I've had just tremendous amount of work with our team, which is our team down here is amazing. I'm in Telemundo. It's fantastic. And I I don't know. I'm thrilled to be down here. I don't know if I'm going to come back. It looks so cold. (laughs) Oh, you're coming back. David and I will make sure of that, right? Uh. (laughs) Jim, either way, good weekend. Uh, and congratulations Thank you, on, you too, on the tour. Guys. Fantastic. Uh, Mad Money tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. As we've uh, shaved the Dow's losses to fewer than 100 points. Coming up, a lot more on the big tech earnings. Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, and the surprisingly strong jobs number.
You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.